Just how good or bad was Eric Gabranson for the Blue Jackets this season? Uh, we're leaning towards the latter, and we'll talk about that on today's Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to give you the good, the bad, and the ugly about your favorite team and ours, the Columbus Blue Jackets. I am, of course, talking about my co-host, Hayden Halson, who I definitely forgot to mention in my opening patter there. Uh, Blue Jackets are our favorite team, not just mine. Um before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms, on YouTube, and the SiriusXM app. Now, today, we are going to be talking all about Eric Gabranson, which, uh, if you are a Gabranson fan, this might not be the episode for you. Um, I actually want to start off with kind of a, maybe a hot take here. Um, I don't think Gabranson was our worst defenseman this season, but... He was pretty bad, I think. Um, and at the early part of the season, I, you know, criticized him a little bit on the podcast. This is obviously before you joined, Hayden. Um, and I got a lot of comments being like, well, of course he's on the ice for a lot of goals. He's on the ice for a lot. Like, he's playing a lot of shifts. Obviously, he's going to be on the ice for more goals against. And I'm like, okay, but that's that's not how this works. Like, you should be average. You know, um, and I do think part of Gabranson's issue was he was playing top pairing minutes for a lot of the season, which is way, way too many minutes um, for a guy who is kind of that age and caliber of a defenseman. But let's let's talk about his season as a whole. Like, was there any any you're, you're like the, the game tape guy here. Did you did you see anything from Gabranson this season that made you think, man, this dude's definitely worth the four million dollars that we're paying him? No, no, I didn't. Um, that the four million dollar deal for Eric Branson last season felt like a deal that the Blue Jackets made in a time when Jay, you definitely feel like this. I'm sure I feel like this. The Blue Jackets needed a little edge. The Blue Jackets needed to. This was before we got Johnny Gaudreau. Obviously, he was the first domino to fall. In that case, many assume that maybe Johnny Gaudreau doesn't come to Columbus if the Blue Jackets don't sign Erica Branson. I don't know. I mean, I wasn't in the meetings during those conversations, but it felt like when the Blue Jackets gave him all that money, it almost was like in that moment as a fan, we all knew that this was like the riskiest signing ever and that there was a big, big chance that this didn't work out. And of course, here we are one year later and we're like, that was a stupid signing. But we're not the only team that has made that stupid signing on this guy in the last four or five years. I mean, look no, at where this is his eighth been. NHL team, which I didn't realize until I was looking at looking at his numbers this morning. Um, I will give you I will give you slash him credit for the Johnny Gaudreau thing. We were talking about this a little bit um, off mic last night. Yes, absolutely. If the Blue Jackets don't go out and sign Gabranson, do they know? that Johnny Gaudreau wants to come to Columbus or do they just let him walk to New Jersey? You know, um, 
and yes, every team does this. It, that's this is how free agency works. Guys get massively overpaid for for way too long. That's how free agency works. That's the that that is the the reward for making it to free agency. You know, you've been in this league long enough. Go out and get that last. Like this is probably his last contract, and uh, he's not like super super old. He's what 30, 31 years old. Okay, so he's yeah. God, he's he's eleven months older than me. That makes me feel ancient. But <laughs> he's he's not like you know, decrepit. He's going to be 35 when this contract finishes, I believe. Um, so, you know, he's not super old, but just looking back and looking at the moves that the Blue Jackets made on defense this season, I'm like, man, imagine how much more flexibility this team would have had if they didn't have this contract stuck to them. Um, to, to your other point about um, Edge, I don't necessarily agree I there was this weird narrative about the Blue Jackets a couple of seasons ago that they got bullied on the ice. And really, from what I can see, it was just it was one game and it was the Dallas Stars and they got pushed around a little bit and everyone kind of lost their minds about how soft this team is and how they don't have anyone that's willing to give them that grit and that edge. The Blue Jackets, of course, massively overreacted to this, went out and picked up Erica Branson. They went and traded for Mathieu Olivier. Um I don't know that the Blue Jackets needed edge in the way that they were. Like, I don't, the Blue Jackets were not getting bullied. The Blue, Blue Jackets did not need to get meaner. You know, I'm just, I'm looking at that $4 million and like, is that the difference between the Blue Jackets being able to keep a guy like Vladislav Gavrikov or not? You know, is that the difference between the Blue Jackets being able to go out and sign a veteran goaltender to back up Elvis Moslikins this season? Because um, I think I have $1.9 million in cap space left. That might be incorrect, but I'm sure that's what it said when I was looking at it most recently. I just, I don't know, everything about this contract, at the time I was like, yeah, this makes perfect sense. I don't like it, but it makes perfect sense. And it's one of those contracts that I think is just going to get worse and worse as time goes on. Maybe, maybe it'll look a little better next season when the cap goes up. But right now, with a flat cap, it's looking real bad. I was just going to say for the folks out there that maybe don't know, the deal is four years, I think $4 million, which mm-hmm. in terms of professional sports is not that much money no. like at all. But in but hockey, when you, you have a flat cap and you're paying, I think it's a combined $28 million for four defensemen um, in Warensky, Provorov, Severson, and Gabranson. It's, yeah. it's a lot of money for four it's players. It's a lot of money. And the thing with Gabranson too is he's made a lot of money in the NHL and had multiple chances to play in the NHL simply because of his size. Let's be honest. That's mm-hmm. six foot five. That overall pick. People see that number and they're like, this guy could be a Norse trophy winner. We just got to turn him into that. And it's just, you can't, you can't. Uh, just because he has size doesn't mean he can skate. He doesn't look like anything near a $4 million defenseman out there. Um, his value strictly lies in after the whistle shoving guys around, which... But we don't even need him to do that. we That's what Mathieu Olivier is for. This is the thing, and this is something I said last night. Um, the Blue Jackets went out and got Eric Branson for a bunch of different reasons, and the Blue Jackets don't seem to realize that they have a guy that does all of those things already, but better, you know? They got him to shove people around. They have Mathieu Olivier for that. They got him to give the defense some size. They have Andrew Peake for that. Um, 
veteran leader. Okay, I will give them veteran leadership. This is a very, very young uh, defense core. Um, it's a little bit older now that they've added Damon Severson. Um, but last season, and I mean, Damon Severson's only 28, so he's not exactly, you know, ancient. But last season, I think they had one defenseman over the age of uh, 25. And that was Vladislav Gavrikov, who was like 27, you know? So like, sure, I will give them the veteran leadership thing. And I know a lot of the young guys have talked about how he was a really good, like, mentor, especially, you know, guys like Marcus Bjork, guys like Tim Burney, who are in their first NHL seasons, and they're trying to learn how things work. And, uh, you know, uh, Branson has had glowing glowing reviews from all his teammates, um, which, okay, I will give them that. Sometimes you need to overpay for a big old defenseman to teach your young guys about the NHL. I just, I don't know, maybe, I think partially, I think what bothers me is and again, this is kind of, it's not his fault, is the thing. He was playing way above his level. You know, he was playing an average of, I don't have the ice time numbers in front of me. Um, let me pull those up real quick. But like, he played almost 1,500 minutes in 70 games this season. Uh, you know, that is that is too much. Uh, he played an average of... 13 minutes a game is what I got. Um and that was even less than I thought you were about to say. 20, yes. 21 minutes play. a game. He was playing oh. on average. Oh, for some reason here. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you looking at something? Uh, are you looking at a different stat? I'm looking at stat muse and it's telling me 13 minutes a game. That's so maybe totally that's, oh, excuse me. I'm looking at Erica Branson, who's right above him. They stacked the Eric's. Erica Branson okay. played 13 minutes a game. Eric, or no, Eric Robinson played 13 minutes a game. Erica Branson played 21. Yeah, Erica Branson minutes. played on average of 21 minutes a game, which Not, is. That is way too much. Way, way too, much. too much. And again, injuries, it happens. Basically everyone on this team, bar like the top guys, played way more than they needed to this season because everyone was injured, you know? I'm not going out here and being like, well, Gabranson should volunteer to sit on the bench more often. He should do one for the team and play less. And I think, and again, this this is another player that I think we're probably going to see. We talked about it a little bit with Gorensky. Um, This is a player that I think we're going to see improvement from next season because he won't be playing a million minutes a night. He'll be playing on the third pairing. Um, the Blue Jackets going out and picking up uh, Provorov and Severson. Erica Branson's choices are to play on the first pairing with Zach Wierenski, which if that happens, I'm going to drive to Columbus and fight Mike Babcock in the streets. Or he plays on the third pairing. Um, and I think what we're going to do next is let's try and figure out who the best defense partner is going to be for him next season. I have an answer um, let's see if, if Hayden has the same answer. So we're going to talk about that in a second here on Locked on Blue Jackets. Uh, but first I'm going to tell you guys about FanDuel. Go ahead and take your first swing at betting the MLB on FanDuel. Get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. All you got to do is bet 20 bucks and you're going to land $200 in bonus bets, whether you win or lose. It's 200 bucks that you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. Or um, Hayden's personal favorite is, I believe, uh, no runs in the first inning, uh, which you can make some serious some serious cash on that if you hit right. Uh, or on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you're going to get paid instantly. You don't have to sit around waiting for 20, 24, 48 hours. You just get that money immediately. There's no better place to bet on the MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. 
So sign up today and visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That is fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel, uh, the official betting partner of Major League Baseball uh, and also us, the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, Hayden, I have an answer for who I think the best defensive partner for, the, for Erica Branson is next season. Uh, but do you have one? And I wonder if it is the same guy. The best defensive partner for Erica Branson next year is me in beer league. <laughs> um, I don't want him playing on the Blue Jackets anymore, man, after watching the tape. I mean, just to give him some credit, I guess – like I said, the Blue Jackets got him at a time when, okay, yeah, was there a narrative out there that they needed some grit? Could have Yarmov maybe found his way around it other than signing Erica Branson? Yes, he could have. But, it, you know, Yarmo's proactive like that. And in the NHL, you got to move quickly. He saw a six foot five defenseman with NHL talent uh, or with NHL experience. And he was like, okay, no, in fairness, Erica Branson is definitely an NHL player. Yes, he's an NHL player. You know, we're NHL not out player. here being like, send him to the monsters. Uh, you know, he is an NHL player. He is at the kind of the very bottom echelon of NHL players, I think. But he's, yeah, he's definitely, he's good enough to be on this team. My issue is not necessarily with Gabranson as a defenseman. My issue is with Gabranson getting paid more money than, <laughs> like, well. Basically, every other defenseman that isn't Provorov, Sebastian, and Warensky on this team, you know? Jay, he played 70 games this past year, averaging mm-hmm. 20 minutes a game, as we just pointed out, before I thought he was Eric Robinson. But he played, you know, 14, 1,400 minutes of hockey in the NHL this past year and had one goal. One goal? Like, I... I mean, I, I don't look at him for goal scoring. I know, thing. still, um, the plus but... minus isn't good. The hits number, like, it's he was, not even... He was out hit. He was hit more than he threw a hit, I believe. Um, he was only out hit by one defenseman, which is Andrew Peak. so mm-hmm. credit Peak on that. He did, yeah, exactly. He didn't. He blocked 137 shots, which is, like, a good 70 less than, than Andrew Peak, the, the leading shot blocker on this team. He only drew 12 penalties and he took 24. Well, he took 21 minor penalties, uh, drew 12. So, you know, his possession numbers, miserable. Uh, he was shooting at less than 1%, which, again, I don't go to Gabranson for offense. Um, and seven of his 13 points were secondary assists, uh, which I know a lot of people consider like white noise points or um, uh, empty calorie points. Uh, I saw someone call them the other day, but like... He was on the ice for eight for 1,836 shot attempts against this season. He's just, I don't know what it is. Like, yeah, it's I, I do know what it is. Like, everything went wrong this season, and I, like, I'm including Gabranson in that. But it's just, it's so frustrating to watch knowing that there's, again, we've talked about this so often. There is a logjam of good young defensemen. And it is so frustrating that I know a roster spot is going to be taken up by Gabranson for the next three seasons. You know, uh, 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 who is going to who is going to wait around in the monsters for three seasons? You know, the Blue Jackets already have. We talked about it. There's what, there's what like eight guys that could be on this team uh, in the two spots that are available. You know, and then you look at the guys that are on the way. Stan, Stan, um, Stanislav Fozil. 
is a guy that could probably make the jump in a couple of years. Uh, Corson Coolamund could make the jump in a couple of years. Uh, Denton Patechuk, who we picked 12th overall uh, last mm-hmm. season, um, he's probably going to be ready to make the jump. And all of these guys are going to kind of be sitting there waiting for the Blue Jackets to get bored of, of paying Eric Branson. It's so frustrating. It is frustrating. And I'm and listen, Eric Branson is the perfect candidate to be that third, fourth line defenseman in the playoffs that comes in, yes. makes an impact in the game. However, he just like you said, he belongs in the NHL. There's times on the ice when it's it's hard to believe that just by how slow and how far behind it is. And honestly, he knows how to skate. I don't know if it's a mental thing, if he's starting to feel like his career is coming to an end because of how many teams he's played for, or maybe the fact that he's getting paid that he knows above his value, and maybe he's just folding under the pressure. I don't know what it is, but if there is a good hockey player in Erica Branson, I want him on the Blue Jackets. And and you're right, maybe last year he just played way too much, Jay. Maybe he just played way too much, which there's a lot of Blue Jackets players that played way too much, and clearly Yarmo has done things to go get some help. We have four new defensemen coming in between Zach Rowensky, Provison, and um, Yurchek. The Blue Jackets should be healthier at that position. So maybe in a more stacked uh, defenseman room, maybe we see a better Erica Branson because he's definitely good for the vibes. I don't know whose wedding it was this past weekend, but yes, that is, that is another, another positive. Um, I was actually, I was talking to a a friend of mine uh, who lives in Columbus. She's a big fan of the team. And she was like, we were always going to go out and get a big old bad defenseman. At least they got one that like is nice and also handsome and has good vibes. So, you know, shout out to, shout out to Branson for that. He looked like he was having a lot of fun at Bujena's wedding. So that's the thing. The guys seem to, the guys clearly love him, you know? And I think he is good for the room. I just, it's that, it's that $4 million I keep coming back to. You know who they could have for slightly more than that? Chris Tanev is making four and a half million dollars for the next four seasons. Jake McCabe right. is making $4 million for the next four seasons, you know? He just won a Stanley Cup, too. I think you just said you said McCabe. Uh, yes. Oh, sorry, McCabe. Uh, no, McCabe is with Chicago right now. He's oh. making $4 million until 2025. Uh, sorry. Tanev I, oh, is... I thought you were talking about Braden McNabb. That's who I had in my head, who's a no, defenseman yeah, for the night. Um there's so many there's so many NHL players and they all have very similar names. Also, I want to correct myself. Chris Tanev was making four point five million dollars until the end of next season. Um I don't have my glasses on. The font on this website is very small. Um, you know, like it could be worse. The Red Wings are paying Ben Chirot four point seven five million dollars until twenty twenty six. So like it's definitely not the worst contract out there, but and I think when, like I said, when the cap goes up next season, I think the cap's probably going to go up to, uh, what, what is it now? Like 81 and a half? I thought it was like, yeah. It's 83.5 it right yeah. now. Um, okay. It's probably going to go up at least two or three million dollars, I think people are thinking next season. So like that extra two or three million dollars, that'll make the contract look a lot better. But right now it looks bad. And I think it's going to make, it's going to make for some really tough choices for the Blue Jackets on D this, uh, this training camp. Um, we didn't answer the question about who's the best event yeah, partner. I do have a season. player. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say Nick Blankenberg. Um, mm, that was mine. That was mine because I... he 
play okay. He plays a similar-ish game to Gabranson, but I don't know. I just I I maybe that's incorrect. He plays like he's he plays like he's six foot six, Nick Blankenberg. You know, he plays like he's the size of Gabranson, but he's better offensively, he's better defensively. Um he's young, he is uh Jeff Sabota called him a spark plug yesterday in his like summer spotlight series that he's doing and i don't know man i just that i don't want to see gabranson in the minors uh next season gabranson i don't want to see nick blankenberg in the minors next season i want to see him in the nhl um and i think this is going to be the place that they see him i think that feels he's young enough that he can kind of get benefit from gabranson's like wisdom uh and he's young enough that he can probably cover for a lot of gabranson's mistakes he needs a defense. He needs to play with a defenseman that's going to be able to have a lot of energy out there and cover mm-hmm. a lot more ice than usual, which I think Blankenberg is a perfect candidate for. I would also say Jake Bean is a good candidate mm-hmm. for that, but his game is more offensive lenient than it is uh, defensive lenient. But that could still be something like, I mean, that rolling out that D pair as the fourth D pair in a game where you're you're already playing some solid defense and boom, here's a, you know, an offensive kind of D pair. But the thing is, Gabranson just throws everything off, especially after the tape that you saw last year, because he just didn't do anything right until after the whistle, which after the whistle is when I love him because then he's active. He's, you know, pushing people off the goalie. That stuff is really important. However, it's not as important as what actually happens in the hockey game, which what, what actually happens in the hockey game is Erica Branson needing a lot of help out there. Mm-hmm. So whoever he plays with, it needs to be a defenseman that has all of their crap together and can be Superman on the ice from time to time. Yeah. Um, so maybe with Nick Blankenberg or maybe with Jake Bean, some guy like that, some guy that just has a lot of kind of pop in their knees and can mm-hmm. kind of you know move around and uh, flirt with playing offense, but also is totally – fine and and willing to get back i would say adam boquest also is really good based off if adam boquest was a was a more committed to playing defense next year which i don't want him to be that's but like we just need a defenseman that can get back and can help him out because we can't have erica branson being alone on a two-on-one that's just not going to turn out no i've seen i saw too many of those this season if i see many more of them next season i might do something drastic um let's add on great for, for Erica Branson, and I know you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but maybe we'll give him some summer homework as well. Uh, we'll do all of that in just a second on Locked On Blue Jackets. Okay, we're back with Locked On Blue Jackets. I'm Jay Foster, Hayden House on. Uh, we're talking all about Erica Branson, and we're about to hand out a letter grade. Uh, and maybe a little bit of homework as well, although I don't know that there's much homework that I can give him um, because my my homework is basically be better. Um, and that's a tough thing to quantify, you know, for better or worse. Erica Branson is what he is at this point. You know, um, he's kind of he's reached that age where I don't think we're not going to see some career resurgence from him. He's not going to magically become a much better defenseman next season. I think the best what the Blue Jackets can hope for is they mitigate the the uh, the problems he causes and try and amplify the the few things that he does well. But what is what is your grade? 
for Erica Branson? My grade for Erica Branson is unfortunately because of the contract very low because I'm judging him against what he's making. And $4 million is a lot for a defenseman. Um, good for him for getting that money. I'm never going to blame him for taking a contract from an NHL team. And that's Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. I think a lot of people think that players should be like, no, 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 give me less money. I'm not worth that. No. That's, that's not um, how this works. <laughs> He's he's willing to go toe to toe with some of the heavy hitters on each team. I mean, he fought Tom Wilson when he was with the Flames. He loved going toe to toe with Ryan Reeves. Like I like that, but it feels like the Jackets already have that in a better player in Matthew Olivier. So I don't know how much value that actually holds with me. So I'm gonna have to give him an F. I'm gonna have to fail him for this past year. Twelve points, playing twenty minutes a night, seventy games. It just doesn't get it done for me. It doesn't get it done for me. Um, I'm rooting for him so, so hard. I think I think he can have a bounce back year, too. I think this time next year, we could be saying C minus, C plus for a guy like Erica Branson. He I would just, be thrilled with a C plus for Erica Branson. And this is this is a huge year for him, too, because I, I think he's literally played for five teams in the last six years. So it's been a minute since he's had a – you know, an off season with a, with a team instead mm-hmm. of worrying about where am I going to go? So I hope he uses that off season. I hope he either, you know, gains some new perspective on the game of hockey or add something to his game. I believe you can still absolutely add something to your game at 33 years old. There's no way you can't, you still can. And I think I I'm really rooting for him. I don't know what it's going to be, uh, I, I'd like to see. I like to see him keep fighting. That's always that's always good for me. I, I mean, it's always a huge entertainment value for me as a hockey fan. Whenever you're fighting Tom Wilson or Nick Delorier, someone I just despise on the other team, but do something more than that. Score more goals. Can I get? Can I get? Uh, doesn't matter how many minutes you're playing. I need seven goals out of you, Eric Branson. That's a lot. Oh, that, that, I love your optimism. But that's what if I Eric, need. If Erica Branson scores seven, seven goals. goals this season, like, man, seven. I don't know what I'll do. I'll jump in Lake Michigan. Like, I will too. I'll I'll swim across <laughs> Lake Michigan. <laughs> I'll try to at least. You get seven goals, get Erica Branson. I will give a large amount of money to whatever charity Erica Branson wants me to give it to. Same. Like, I'll match. I'll match. <laughs> I am. I am also giving him an F. Uh, I just, yeah, nothing, nothing went right this season. Um, part of it is. Well, quite a lot of it is not his fault, but yeah, I just every time he was on the ice, it would it felt like a disaster. It felt like everything that could go wrong did go wrong, and just I don't know. He gets he gets participation points like he's for playing seventy games um, until I believe he separated his shoulder as well, which it's, it does worry me that the Blue Jackets had I think four separated shoulders this season. Um, I don't know if you can like avoid that with strength and conditioning but uh, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. i don't know how that works but yeah if he comes back healthy and he play like give him 16 to 18 minutes a night preferably on the lower end of that against the other team's third pairing defenseman and fourth line forwards you know i don't want to see him up against conor mcdavid i don't want to see him up against you know I don't even really want to see him up against second and third line guys. Like, God, I'm blanking on every single second line guy in the world. Um, 
it's fine. Um, Second line uh, defense, yeah, so am I. It's it's early morning for us. Uh, yeah, for it's, of- it's pretty early for for Hayden. We're recording this super early on Wednesday because of scheduling. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just I want I wanted more from him, and every single time, I just I didn't get that. Uh, which again, not his fault. Um, but it's a new year though. It's a new year. Free. Yeah, so it's a new year. Like I said, let's 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 new year new Gabranson. Let's yeah. let's also just say it's a good thing we're doing this season review so close to the new year, and it's a good thing we're doing this season review. Maybe we're e- maybe it's easier for us to also be harder on him because we know that he's in theory already been replaced. Like he will not be getting twenty minutes a game. He shouldn't be <laughs> unless, unless he's made yeah, again, major unless, improvements. Gonna knock on wood um, unless things go horribly wrong again, which the Blue Jackets can't have that many injuries two seasons in a row. They just can't. The I, I refuse to believe that that's, that's how this works. But yeah, I think bringing in... That's the other thing as well, is I think with hindsight, you look at... They've brought in Provorov and Sivasen. They didn't need to bring in Gabranson last season. You know? No. But I mean, obviously, Yarmo couldn't but predict what... Hindsight, 2020, right. et cetera, et cetera. He made what he thought was the best call at the time. Provorov or Sivasen probably wasn't available at that time. Um especially not in free agency, but like maybe even in a trade because the Flyers were doing whatever the Flyers wanted and I think thought they were going to be competitive. Um, I think Severson wanted to extend long-term with the Devils until they realized they didn't have enough money for him. So, again, hindsight, 2020. Yama made Yama made a judgment call. You're allowed to make bad judgment calls. Like, it was, it was, was it the wrong call? Probably, yes. But he made the best call that he thought. Um, if I'd thought about it, I would have gone and looked up who else was available um in last year's free agency pool but that feel it feels like that way madness lies so we're not going to do that uh, we're going to finish here uh tomorrow what day is tomorrow friday uh we're going to be starting the first of our metropolitan matchup series uh where we go in and we're going to talk to uh the host of every other um metropolitan division locked on podcast uh tomorrow we're going to be talking to uh jared and andrew over at locked on hurricanes we're going to be talking about how their team somehow got better after being very, very good. Um, can they avoid being swept in the Eastern Conference Finals for a fourth year in a row? Um, and what they're going to do with their goalies, because they have a lot of goalies. So uh, we're going to talk about all of that in tomorrow's episode. I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find Hayden over at Hayden H971. On Twitter, you can find the show at LO underscore Blue Jackets. Uh, you can email us if you want, lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. Uh, there is no happy hour this week. We will be back next week with a happy hour, so don't turn up uh, on Friday evening expecting a live show because we will not be there. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day every single day. Locked on Blue Jackets continues to be free and available on all podcast platforms, on YouTube and Sirius XM. Thank you once again for listening. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking all things Carolina Hurricanes uh, with Jared and Andrew of Locked on Canes. And uh, until then, make sure you stay locked on.